Linda McHenry with the writer's voice. And S. Lee Manning is here today to chat with us about espionage thrillers. How are you? I'm great today. It's a beautiful day in Vermont. Well, that's wonderful. So why don't you tell us about your new book? You have a new one coming out in October. Right. It's called Trojan Horse. And it's it's really, it's um, an espionage thriller. What, what espionage thrillers have, it's I have my my protagonist is a a Jewish Russian immigrant who came here over at a young age and he winds up working as a a spy for an American spy agency and not the CIA. The president is a different president. So parallel universe, but a lot of things that happen in the real world happen there like Afghanistan and 9-11, but just all new political and uh, figures. Anyway, What's going on is there's a descendant of Vlad the Impaler who is planning various terror threats and um, the head of my, of Kolya's uh, agency decides the way to try to find out what they're up to is to have a disinformation campaign where they allow one of their own agents to be kidnapped to get uh, information to the the bad guy. They uh, choose Kolya for this honor without telling him what what's going on. And he winds okay. up getting kidnapped and not knowing that he's actually supposed to, to give out the information. And it goes from there. Aha. Uh-huh. So now I understand that you started writing this book about 15 years ago. So right. tell us about the long road to publication. Well, let's start with the long. My first draft was 850 <laughs> pages. And, uh, yes, the first draft. And then I looked, <laughs> I took a look and I said, well, I had a lot of fun with that because um, writing it, but no one's going to read that. And so I'm not, <laughs> I cut it down to 450 pages or 125,000 words from, I think it was 250,000 words. <laughs> 125,000 words sent the first 50 pages into MWA New York's mentor program, came in first in, I think it was 2005. I had an agent read it and she signed me. She sent the book out. I got some really great reviews, but it was the wrong time. Um, It was really just a marketing issue. No one was interested in spy books at that point. So I wound up putting the book on the shelf. I wrote a a standard mystery. My agent couldn't sell that one either. And then I had various personal things with with aging and ill parents. And so I just stopped writing for a while. And then um, at some point I dusted off Trojan Horse, reread it, said, you know, this is a pretty good book. Cut it down a little more, still was 119,000 words. And then, I, and then I wrote actually a sequel to it that I thought, well, if I can't sell Trojan Horse, maybe I can sell the sequel and that will be the first in the series and Trojan Horse can be the prequel. So I finished that took both books and trotted down to Killer Nashville, where I met an editor for Five Star Publications. And about six or seven months later, and another, say, uh, 20,000 words less, <laughs> so I cut it yet way down again. Um, I had a contract. And then That's great. This was in 2015 or 2016. And then Five Star decided they were going to stop publishing suspense uh, novels. Oh no! I already had a contract. They would have they would have published it, but I already. But it's a it's a series. I mean, um, it's a series. Kolya has an arc that goes through the series, and I went to I was at yet another another conference, Sleuthfest, and I talked to a number of agents, a number of editors, and they all said, "Well, if you come out with this with five star, and then they they won't publish anymore. Your series is dead." 
-hmm. I met an agent who signed me again and said, pull it. And I pulled it. He did not, he didn't wound up not selling it again. So we parted ways and I wrote yet another book in the series thinking like, okay, this one's going to be number one in the (laughs) number one. And then um, it turned out that there's a a small publication in Maine called Encircle Publications. They used to be the printer for uh, Five Star. And they wound up picking up a lot of the orphaned Five Star authors. And I had a chat with Eddie Vinson, who runs the press, and liked him a lot. And he said, um, you know, would you consider publishing it? I mean, he wasn't, uh, and I liked that, that he wasn't just going to automatically take me, but that he was actually going to read it. And so I, um, I did actually a new, a read through and I updated it a lot. Mm -hmm. Technology changes and, um, my character changed also over the years. Uh, so I did some changes. Don't you find that as a writer, you change over time too? Yes. Your perspectives change and, and just your writing style changes? Everything changes. Nothing's static. And so he's changed. All I can get. <laughs> I've changed. And, and I incorporated that in the new book, um, set it out. And now I'm, I'm coming out in, um, I guess, in October, October 9th. I'm thrilled. That's good. So, you, so you're pleased with it. You think it's a better book going through the process. I do. I'm actually really pleased where it is now. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wound up not going with the, the version, the earlier version with five star. Um, although I like the five star version. Okay. Now tell us about espionage thrillers. Um, not everybody reads them. Not everybody writes them. Uh, how do you do your research? How are they different from other kinds of thrillers? Well, Usually espionage thrillers take place on a wider screen. I mean, you know, they, uh, they usually have multiple countries involved. Or, um, they also have a bigger threat. A lot of, a lot of thrillers, it's a, a smaller threat. It's one guy who's threatening somebody or it's not. Uh, there's not a larger threat that has to be countered. Like world domination. Or world domination <laughs> or in um, my multiple my uh, this is a guy who's who is intending has the planted software that's going to melt down nuclear power plants around the world because okay. he, he's actually invested in companies that clean up from nuclear power plants oh how nice so you create the mess and then you clean it exactly. up and i also like one of the things i like about espionage thrillers i like hidden worlds i like having sort of characters who have to hide who they are secrets i like Koya's fiance's brother thinks he's an accountant for the irs he has to pretend to be something he isn't even with most people he knows and that that's appealing to me the the whole idea that you have to conceal your identity to do something that you are thinking is you know to do a, something that you think is important one of the things that also appeals to me about spy thrillers is they're a little more gray area it's not 100% good guys and 100% bad guys. I mean, you can have that, but it's not as interesting to me. I still think there is a one side that's terrible, but then the good guys also wind up doing bad things. And what sort of bad things are acceptable? I mean, Collier's own boss basically sets him up to be tortured and killed. And is that acceptable because there's a greater good that you're going to be saving a lot of lives? 
So you're you're talking ethical things such as the golden rule versus the ends justifies the exactly. means kinds of things, different different philosophical perspectives. And one of my favorite parts of this is Colia is a prisoner, and there's some point where he realizes what's happened. He realizes that this was all a trick and that he was set up and that he's been tortured and imprisoned without being asked or informed. And, and he said, deciding, you know, I, I could ruin their plan, or is he going to go along with it to stop something that, you know, threatens a lot of people? One of the cliffhangers, there's a lot of cliffhangers. So there's our cliffhanger for Trojan Horse. Well, that's great. Hey, Slee, it's been great having you here with us, S. Lee Manning. I hope you'll come back again. That'd be great. All right. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Well, so did I. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again probably in October when it comes out. <laughs>